0: presence this morning awesome presence of god here today he's he's a great god amen he's worthy of worship hallelujah thank you jesus praise the lord praise the lord remember tonight at five o'clock we have the uh, class at five o'clock and uh, sister grace is going to be teaching on the word of god and last week was great so you, and this is for everybody, whoever wants to come. I mean, there's no category, category here, but just anybody that wants to come and know, learn more about the Word of God, maybe you already know some of it, but if, uh, you know, it's good to be reminded of some things. Amen. So at 5 o'clock, then 6 o'clock, Perry Stone. How many of y'all remember Perry Stone from our last series? This guy, I'm telling you, you want to be here tonight because he's going to tell y'all some things that will blow your mind. He's going to go into the Word of God, and he's going to show how... The Ahab Jezebel spirit of the, ty- of the days of the prophet Elijah is in our country right now. It's, it's bad news for the country, but it's good news for the people of God. And he preaches. I mean, he, he really gets with it. He preaches. Man, he's got a message from the Lord that you need to hear tonight. You do not want to miss that. He's going to show how uh, history repeats itself. And it does. It does repeat itself. So you don't want to miss Perry Stone tonight. Praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. Amen. Praise God. All right, the children can go to their class at this time. And the adults, turn with me to Leviticus chapter 23. Amen. Leviticus chapter 23 in the word of the Lord today. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Mark, you want to come on up, brother? Amen. Help me today. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not even going to ask y'all if y'all can see this because I know you can't. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to go over it. Um, <clears throat> we studied the Sabbath day last week. We studied four feasts. We we studied the Feast of Passover, unleavened bread. The next one was first fruits, and then the Feast of Pentecost. And we showed you how all of that is pointing to the first coming of the Lord. The the harvest that is related to uh... the uh, the spring harvest but now we're going to be talking about the fall harvest and where are we right now we're in the fall amen so this is real will apply to us in a lot of ways which has to do with the second coming of the lord to get his church when i get through here today you're going to see that uh, you need to be ready you need to be ready because we're not going into the tribulation period we're going to go out before you See. If I, if, I, if I thought I was going to the tribulation period and I was going to be caught out in the middle of the tribulation period, I could calculate and I could, I could live in the world and not be ready and then just a day or two before the coming of the Lord in the middle of the tribulation run to the altar and get right with God. No, God, don't do that. You've got to be ready today. And if I also knew He was coming at the end of the tribulation period, I could also calculate the coming of the Lord, but the Lord said no man knows the day or the hour. Right. Are you here? Say amen. And I'm going to show you today that the rapture of the church is going to take place any time and you've got to be ready for it at all times you, you, and I'm, you're gonna see that you cannot get ready after it happens you got to get ready now praise the Lord so let's go into Leviticus chapter 23 and let's read let's start reading there in verse 23 Leviticus 23:23. and I thank God for what he's doing he's doing great things in the end times There's harvest is taking place all over the place uh, Guy from Crane, Texas, where we used to pastor, told us they're they're starting to really, really grow, so we rejoice in that. And God is sending revival all over the place. So if you're the you're the person who wants to know the Lord, now's the time to come in. Bible says in verse twenty three, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, say seventh month, and in the first day of the month shall you have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no several work therein, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. By the way, that would be September, October, our, our date. The seventh month will be September, October. All right? Then he, ta- then he says this, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Also, in the tenth day of the seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation. So ten days later, there's going to be the day of atonement in the same month. It shall be a holy convocation unto you, And ye shall afflict your souls, and offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Ye shall do no work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make an atonement for you before the Lord your God. For whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever soul it be that doeth any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among his people. Ye shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and ye shall afflict your souls in the ninth day of the month at even. From even unto even shall ye celebrate your Sabbath. And the Lord spake unto Moses, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles, for seven days unto the Lord. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no several work therein. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. On the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you. You shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn assembly, and you shall do no several work therein. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your throne today. We thank you for your awesome presence, God you are indeed a great king lord we thank you today that we can call ourselves the people of god we're called by your name filled with your spirit dear lord i pray that this message today would, would touch our hearts that it would inspire us oh god and also lord those of us who need to be shaken and awakened that it was also shaken us and awaken us god for the time is short god and the time is at hand we come before you right now god for your mighty anointing and your mighty inspiration We ask God that you would teach us your ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. In order for us to understand these these three feasts here, the Feast of Trumpets, which we'll we'll explain another name for it, but the Feast of Trumpets, uh, then the Day of Atonement, and then the Feast of Tabernacles, in order for you to understand the atmosphere of that time, in the nation of Israel and what they would be doing and what they would would be focusing on we first of all need to go back and look at a time frame it's called the teshuva and this is a time frame which in the month of Elul which is the month a month preceding that would be August or so these people for for 30 days before the trumpet, which is, we'll get into this, the Feast of Trumpets, 30 days they would begin to focus on the Lord because it's going to be a new year. When they sound the trumpets, it's the beginning of a new year. So what they do is, for 30 days, they look at their past life and they examine it, and they every detail and every aspect, their minds, their hearts, their souls, their bodies, everything, they begin to look at their whole life in the past. And then they begin to look to the future, the new year that is going to come, with the sounding of the trumpet. And they begin to repent of them, their sins, they begin to get right with God, they, get, they take care of their attitudes, they take care of their, their sins, they get it all ready so that they can be accepted when the trumpet sounds. So the the focus is this, for 30 days, they're getting ready because the trumpet's going to sound. Somebody say amen. Amen. This period of time, known as the teshuva, is a 40-day period of time though. 30 days before the sounding of the trumpet and then 10 days after the sounding of the trumpet, which brings you to Yom Kippur. That is the time frame that these people are focusing on to get right with God. Say, get right with God now let me go back here and explain something and we'll look at this as we go along but remember the feast of Pentecost we studied that last week what happened on the day of Pentecost people got filled with the Holy Ghost right the fire of God the power of God the Spirit of God came in there and filled them with the Spirit. They began to praise God, begin to shout, begin to speak with other tongues that the Spirit gave the utterance. Little cloven tongues as, as a fire set upon each of them. When you get the Holy Ghost, you're going to get the fire of God. You're going to get full of God. You're going to get the power of God in your life. But if you ever wonder, the Bible talks about the rapture of the church taking place at the last trumpet. Somebody say, the last trumpet. And a lot of people go to the book of Revelation and they read about the seventh trumpet that's sounded by the angel right over here. You see those trumpets? Amen. They believe that that's when the rapture takes place because that's the seventh trumpet that sound in the book of Revelation. That is not the rapture of the church. That is a, a, a judgment trumpet. Somebody say amen. amen. Alright. So when you talk about the last trumpet, then you have to understand, first of all, when the Bible says we're going to be caught up at the last trump, well, when was the first trump? When did they have the first trump? Well, if you'll read in the book of Exodus chapter 19 and verse 16, where you have the, uh, the historical account of when the day of Pentecost fell in the New Testament church, there was a sounding of a trumpet. I looked at it myself, I read it yesterday in Exodus 19 verse 16. The Bible says on that day, which became the Feast of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost was poured out, there was a long, loud sounding of a trumpet. And that was the first trump. The, the, the people today still look back and when they're celebrating the Feast of Pentecost. Those trumpets that are sounding to bring in this feast are called the first trump. Hallelujah. So the first trump has already sounded. It sounded on the day of Pentecost. It sounded back there in the law. Are you with me? And I don't have time to get in the Feast of Pentecost. We explained that last week. So the, last, the first trumpet has already sounded. And when they celebrate the Feast of Pentecost today, the Jewish people, they sound the trumpet and they call it the first trump. Hallelujah. Now, this, this 30 days before the sounding of what is called the last trump, the last trump is sounded on Yom Turo, and I'll explain it, or the Feast of Trumpets, the last trumpet, they call it the last trump. There is a 30-day period of time before that trumpet sounds that you've got to repent of your sins and get ready before the trumpet sounds and then they will come to you and they will make this statement Uh, during that time may you be inscribed in the book of life that means you get right get ready to meet the Lord make sure your name is inscribed in the book of life before the last trumpet sounds because when that trumpet sounds they no longer come to you and say may your name be inscribed in the book of life they say may you be sealed unto the day of redemption and so we'll explain that to you in just a little bit so this 30 day period is a time where there people are focusing they're getting ready they're getting right with God during this time and the reason is is because when this trumpet is sounded these three books are opened up and listen what God does on, on in this feast day when this trumpet sounds is the book of life is opened up and those that have got ready they've repented and they've got ready For the sounding of the trumpet, which for us would be the rapture, their names will be found in the book of life. If your name is found written in the book of life, you're gonna be caught up in the rapture of the church when the trumpet sounds. But you've got to get ready before the trumpet sounds. You can't, when the rapture takes place, you can't run to church and say, Okay, God, I want to repent, I want to get baptized in your name, I want to get filled with the Holy Ghost. It's too late. You gotta do it now, church because when that trumpet sounds the book of life is opened up if your name is there you're gonna be in glory but another book is also opened up by the Lord it's called the wicked the, the book of the wicked or the book of death and these are people who have rejected the Messiah they did not give him place in their lives so the rapture has taken place and those that are left behind that didn't get right with the Lord God looks at them and He says, they'll never be saved. They're never going to come to me. I've tried to reach them. uh, Whatever, the ministry, the prophets, which were the trumpets of God calling the people to repentance, to, to the Lord. God's going to look at a certain class of people after the rapture, and He's going to determine that they cannot be saved. Not because He don't want to save them, but because they've turned their back on Him. And they have rejected Him. So it's called the book of the dead or the book of the wicked. Then there's another book that God has. It's the book of the intermediate people or the, the, the middle people. These are people that are left behind and they have 10 days to repent. Because in 10 days the, feast, the Yom Kippur takes place and this is the coming of the Lord back to the earth. And if they haven't repented, these middle people in that period of time, when, when Jesus comes back, they cannot get right with God. And I'll explain that to you as we get, go along here. So well, let me show you. you. need. Where are we right now? We're in the middle of this period of time called the Teshuvah. We are in the time right now that we have got to make sure that we're ready to meet the Lord. We're in a time right now that we need to look at our lives. We need to get ready for the sounding of the trumpet. We need to repent of our sins. We need to be walking close to God and in fellowship with God. Because the trumpet is about to sound. And if you're one of them that have prepared yourself, you're going to go up. And then there's going to be some people who had a chance. Listen to me. Who are these people? God just doesn't say, well, they never had a chance. They're just wicked and they can't ever be saved. These are people who heard the truth, but they rejected the truth. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 says, because they did not receive a love for the truth. There are people who did. They heard the truth, but they never loved the truth with all of their hearts. And God said, because they didn't receive a love for the truth that they might be saved, God said, "I will send a strong delusion to them, and they will believe the lie and be damned." Right. So if you miss the rapture and you've heard the truth, friend, let me tell you something. You're going to be looked at as God uh, by God as somebody who cannot be saved, because you can't reject the Lord over and over and over and turn your back on him and think that, it, you know, in a future time, you're going to listen, God has appointed times for you. And if you don't find God in those appointed times, and that's what these feasts are talking about, then, friend, you can't move into the next category and hope to be saved. Come on, somebody. That, this, this shook me up last night as I studied because I don't want to be like these people right here who know the truth but don't really love the truth. Somebody say praise the Lord. But anyway, these middle people here, that are, there's some other people that are left behind, and they've never heard the truth. And they never had an opportunity to reject or accept it or to be born again. Those people God is going to give ten days, all right, up to the Yom Kippur feast. And if they don't repent, then they're not going to be saved either. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Are you getting this? Amen. So right now we are in the middle of this period of time where we're getting ready because the rapture is about to take place. Well, I've heard that all my life. Well, listen to me. If you've heard it all your life and you're not ready, what are you waiting for? You better get inside the door. I'm telling you, you better get inside the door. You better repent. You better get your life right with God. If you've heard it and you're not ready, you better wake up. Ooh, come on. Listen, be ready. Say be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Why? Because look at Psalm 27, verse 5. Do I, did I give that to you, brother? Okay. He, the first one I gave you was Zephaniah, right? Okay, that's okay, brother. Just keep your place. Let me turn over to uh, Psalm 27 and verse 5. You got it? Okay, go ahead, brother. Listen to this.
1: Listen, listen. <clears throat> For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon
0: a rock. Do you see, do you, did you hear that? In the time of trouble, he will hide me. Where is he going to hide you? He's going to hide you in his pavilion. He's going to take you into the wedding chamber. And the time of trouble he's talking about is Jacob's trouble. So if you've gotten ready, then you're going to be hid when the time of trouble breaks out on this earth. It's called the tribulation period. But you've got to get right now, and you've got to get ready now, and you've got to make a reservation now. You don't make a reservation when it's time. You make it before the time. How many of y'all want to be hid from the trouble of the Lord? So he says he will hide you in his pavilion. He'll hide you in the wedding chamber. All right? Okay. uh, 1 Corinthians 15. I know I'm not. That's all right. I want to read these because this is important. 1 Corinthians 15. Start with about verse 51, Brother Mark. (laughs) Listen to this, okay? This is talking about The harvest. Remember the Feast of Pentecost? They took those two loaves and they waved it before God. It's a type of the Jews and the Gentiles getting filled with the Spirit and becoming a part of the church. Y'all remember that? Well, the first fruits that they offered was the wheat. And now, after a period of time, after Pentecost, there's a three-month period of time, I believe it is, where this is a long interval. That's where we are right now. We're in this long interval from the Feast of Pentecost that took place in the book of Acts. And right now, people are getting in the harvest. They're experiencing Pentecost right now and then after Pentecost what's the next feast the Feast of Trumpets so the church age right now is this period of time between the Feast of Pentecost and the Feast of Trumpets that's where we are right now are you here how many y'all want to be a part of the harvest of God when he comes out he comes and takes us out okay read it
1: behold I will show you a mystery behold I will show you a mystery we shall not not all sleep but we shall all be changed we shall all be changed In a moment? In the moment. In the twinkling of an eye. In the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump. At the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound. For the trumpet
0: shall sound. And the dead shall be raised. And the dead shall be raised. Incorruptible. Incorruptible. And we shall be changed. And we shall be changed. So do y'all see that harvest taking place? There's going to be a sounding of a trumpet. And there's going to be a great harvest that takes place, and it's at the last trump. Okay? So this is where we are right now. We're in this in this period of time just before the rapture. Now, let me go to the feast of trumpets look at Leviticus again and I want to explain this to you so that you can understand it the Bible says in verse 24 speak unto the children of Israel saying in the seventh month in the first day of the month shall you have a Sabbath a memorial of blowing of trumpets a holy convocation okay now we've already showed you how the first four feasts have already been fulfilled Passover Calvary unleavened bread put him in the grave first fruits resurrection and they're all happening just exactly according to the, to the, the days of the, that God said. And then pen, Pentecost, they've already happened. These are future. The Feast of Trumpets, it takes place after Pentecost. It's, it's for the rapture of the church. Not only that, but it is the sounding of the judgment. Amen. Right. Okay? Praise the Lord. <clears throat> so God is telling us right here that there's going to be a memorial of blowing of the trumpets. Now let me explain to you. We say Feast of Trumpets because we get it right here from the memorial of blowing of trumpets, Right? So we call it the Feast of Trumpets, but literally the word is Yom Tura, which is, means this, the awakening blast. Somebody say the awakening blast. the
1: awakening blast. He just
0: said that when the Lord comes back at the last trumpet, it's going to be sound of the dead, in Christ shall rise, right? right? Then we which rely, okay, first Thessalonians 4 tells us, we which rely remain, shall be called together with them to meet the Lord there, you know why it's called the awakening blast because there's going to be a resurrection and there's going to be a calling of those who have gotten ready to go in the rapture That's right. now if you were a Jew and you were celebrating these feasts and going through them they would sound this trumpet and it was an awakening blast what are you waking them up for waking up wake them up and get them right with God wake right. up get on fire for God wake up and repent wake up and you know get are you here today anybody here today? There's got to be somebody that will stand up and sound the trumpet today and awake the people. We need to wake up, friend. And then they, all, they call it Rosh Hashanah, which means the head of the year. So it's the beginning of a, of a religious new year for the Jewish people. So they're looking to the new year, and they're saying, Hey, i got to get right. i got to put everything in my past under the blood, and i got to get ready for the new year. There's a new beginning. Say new beginning. New beginning. You want a new beginning? I want to tell you what you do right now, examine your life, look at your shortcomings, look at your failures, look at everything that you've done in the past, put it on the blood and say, God, I'm going to dedicate, I'm going to commit, I'm going to live holy. Are you here?
1: Praise the Lord. If
0: I know something's in the word of God that I need to be doing, I'm going to stop rebelling against the word of God. If I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing and, I'm, and, and then I find out, I'm going to say yes to it. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Because listen to me, once you find something out in the Word of God that God requires of you and you keep doing it, you're walking in rebellion. Uh-oh. But you might not know about it. Hallelujah. Well, you're going to hear it because we're going to preach it to you. i am tell you, we're going to preach it to you. And we we're gonna we'll lay it all out on the table, man. We don't listen to me. We want you to be right with God. We want you to be ready. We'll tell you the truth, if it means you never come back, I'm still going to tell you the truth. I don't care if you come back. I want you to be saved. So if you're well, he's going to preach. You know, we're going to lose him. Well, I'm sorry, friend. We don't have him anyway. Let me explain something to you. There's got to be somebody that'll say, Hey, we got to get ready. The year's coming the trumpet's about to be sounded. Somebody say praise the Lord. Goodness, goodness. You know what, listen, If, if if, if you come to a church where the truth is never preached to you, and you are never confronted with the truth about what you are doing in your life, you know what we'll have? We'll have a church full of goats. There won't be sheep here. There'll be a bunch of goats. And I don't about sheep here, but I don't want goats here. I want the people of God. I want the sheep of God. So we've got to preach the truth. If you like it or you don't like it, we've got to preach the truth. We've got to stand the trumpet. We've got to say repent and get right with God. Yes, I know they'll go somewhere and sit in a church where they compromise and they don't preach the truth. I know that, but I'm still going to shout. I'm still going to sound the trumpet. I'm still going to call the church to repentance. I know all about that, friend. I know all about it. I know the consequences of preaching truth. But listen, friend, I laid it all on the line when I got in the ministry. And I said, God, I'm going to preach your truth. I don't care if they like it or not. I'm going to preach against women wearing pants. I'm going to preach against women cutting their hair. I'm going to preach against sin. I'm going to preach against smoking, dipping, cussing, and drinking. I'm going to preach against it all. And you can and once you've heard the truth, you keep propelling against it. I'll keep praying for you. And I'll keep loving you. And I'll tell you that I love you. But it doesn't mean I can bear what you're doing.
1: Amen.
0: Right. We gotta get ready, somebody. We gotta get ready. We gotta hear what God is saying. We gotta wake up. Amen. Well, some of you might be sitting there saying, Well, brother, I've never heard that before. Well, come, come to us, and we will show you what is in the Bible. Right. Well, brother, that's just religion. No, it's not religion. It's the truth of God's word. Right. I said it's the truth of God's word. Amen. Yeah! Right. Well, brother, you're going to hurt my feelings, and I'm going to get offended. You go right ahead and get offended. You go, I don't care if I offend you. Do you hear me? I don't care. I want you to be saved. I want you to go in the rapture of the church. I want you to be ready. I want you to search your life out and get ready because the trumpet is about to sound. Listen to me. God has warned our generation. Our generation is a people who do their own things. They won't give God time in their lives. And God said, listen, he said they'll be eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. There's nothing wrong with all of that. The problem is people are so focused on this world that they have forgotten God. And the Bible is trying to tell us, you better wake up and you better get focused and you better get on fire. Come on. Jesus wants some sheep. He don't want just a bunch of religious goats. He wants some sheep. Listen to me. He don't want a bunch of people that he's going to throw a lasso around their neck and drag them into truth. That's right. I'm sick and tired of saints, so-called saints, that you gotta throw a rope around their necks and you gotta drag them into the will of God. They're a goat if you gotta do that. Because if you're a sheep, then you are able to be led by the Spirit. You're able, The pastor can lead you. If you've got a sheep spirit, the pastor can lead you. If you've got a goat spirit, the pastor's gotta drag you. Right. I don't know about you but if I was a goat I wouldn't like being dragged
1: Amen. that's right
0: <laughs> y'all ever seen him I other end know the other man's trying to pull him and the goat saying I don't like that I don't like that feeling I don't want him pulling on me Amen. well then take your goat skins off and put on some sheep skin. that's right and then nobody's going to have to drag you. Then somebody can lead you. Well, oh, I pray God gets under our skin. I pray God shakes us up and wakes us up. It's time for the awakening blast. It's, it's time for somebody to say, wake up and get ready because the trumpet's about to sound. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord somebody. Amen. I said, praise the Lord, somebody. The devil wants you to compromise with this world. He wants you to fall in love with this world. He wants you to fall in love with something that's not of God so you can be distracted and you'll miss the rapture. Get your eyes on the Lord. Get your focus on the Lord. Turn it all over to Him.
1: Amen.
0: Don't you want to walk into a place of hiding? I mean, okay, Don't you? Amen. Uh, it amazes me really what god has done but yet people still won't live for him right. it blows my mind he is so awesome and he's so good and people still won't live for him okay I'm, I'm afraid that we're in a generation like malachi who said this well god where did you love us how have you loved us lord i'm on somebody oh I, read malachi It's a picture of the end-time church, man, what the church is going to be thinking in the last days. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But you don't want to be a part of Malachi people, and you don't want to be a part of the five churches that are left behind. That's right. You want to be a part of the two churches that are going up. Philadelphia. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Smyrna and Philadelphia. You know what? God gave it to us in his word for a reason. Not everybody's going to make it. That's right. So what we're doing right now, we're getting ready. Say praise God for that. And I know that all of us have something. God is calling us to a greater commitment and a deeper walk with Him. Come on, let's get rid of religion. Let's get a hold of God. Amen. So Rosh Hashanah is the new year. Man, there's a new beginning out there for you today. If you'll just take it and just repent and get right with God, turn it over to Him. And then there's also, it's also called Yom Hadin, which means the day of judgment. So we have one people going out in the rapture, and they're being hid in his pavilion. They're taken into the, into the wedding chamber. That's the church. That's the bride. But then following the rapture, you have those that are left behind. And that trumpet is Yom Hadin. It is the sounding of judgment. It's the beginning of the tribulation period for those that have been left behind. Now, uh, <clears throat> Brother Mark's going to read Zephaniah 1. I'm going to talk about the rapture a little bit Zephaniah 1 18 through 2 verse 3 all right <clears throat> go ahead brother
1: neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath neither their
0: silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath come on somebody shout Amen, amen. alright go ahead
1: but the whole land shall be devoured by fire by the fire of his jealousy Okay. for he shall make even a speedy riddance of all of them that dwell in the land. Come on. Gather yourselves together, yea, right. gather together, O nation not desired. Come on. Before the decree bringing forth, before the day pass as the chafe, before the before, fierce...
0: listen, you before, said before. Go ahead, brother.
1: Before the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you. Before
0: the fierce anger of the Lord come upon you. Come
1: before on, before the day of the Lord's anger come before upon you. Before the day you. of the
0: Lord's anger come upon you.
1: Seek ye the Lord. Seek ye the Lord. All ye meek of the earth. All ye meek of the earth. Which have wrought his judgment. Which
0: have wrought his judgments. Man, you held up, you held up the truth, and you said God's word is true. It's righteous, it's holy. We need to live by it. There's some people that'll live for the truth. They'll hold it up high. Go ahead. Seek
1: righteousness.
0: Seek righteousness. Seek righteousness.
1: Seek meekness. Seek meekness. It may be, ye shall be hid in the yeah. day of the Lord's anger. It
0: may be that you'll be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. That's what you want to be. You want to be hid from the day of the Lord's anger. So seek righteousness. Stand up for what's right. Stand up for the truth. Go ahead, brother. Okay, that's, is that, that's it. Okay. Do you see that? Now, that's what he's talking about here. This is the rapture. Moving into a place of hiding. We read 27 verse 5 already that it's the pavilion of God. Hallelujah. Now, let me go on So, you see, this Yom Hadin, whenever the rapture takes place, there's also the beginning of judgment. And there's a 10 day period which parallels the tribulation period. And Yom Kippur has to do with the second coming of the Lord to the earth. Now, let me explain something to you. I thought the tribulation period was for seven years. It is. Then, why is there a 10 10 day period after the sounding of the trumpet to the next feast? All right? well, it's a very strong possibility that the church leaves this earth three years before the, great, before the tribulation period ever begins. Are you here? So the church is raptured three years later, then the, then the tribulation period begins, and there's a seven-year period of time. We're going to be up there in the, in the wedding chamber with the Lord, and that's going to be the day of His wrath. So don't look for the Antichrist to come. We could be living in this place three years before the tribulation ever begins because there's three years and then seven more years. That's a total of ten years. And between the Feast of Trumpets, or this right here, the awakening blast, and Yom Kippur, that's the coming back of the Lord to the earth, there is a ten-day period, not a seven. Do you see that? Somebody say praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. You think I'm looking for the Antichrist? I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for Jesus Christ and everything you see right now on the news Middle East peace treaties and all that stuff is one more nail in the coffin because Israel is selling their land they're not going to be able to defend themselves right. so they're going to have to rely on an outside power to defend them guess who that's going to be that's going to be the antichrist we are one step closer to the rapture of the church Amen. somebody say amen that's not their land to give that's God's land he gave it to them in covenant they're playing they're in unbelief Somebody say, Praise the Lord. Praise the the Lord. Lord. Are are you still with me? Do you get the picture? Okay. The beginning of judgment. Whenever that trumpet is sounded, it is called the last trump. All right. At that time, the gates are open. They go in Israel, they open the gates. All right. When that trumpet sounds, and it is allowing the entrance of the righteous. The people of God, those who have gotten ready. Come on, somebody Praise say amen. amen. Now, Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible tells us that what happens? John hears a trumpet and it's talking to him and it says, Come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Are you with me? Amen. All right, what happens? The Bible says there's a door open in heaven and then he says, Come up hither. And it's at the sounding of the trumpet. See, John's a type of what's going to happen to the church. The door's going to open in heaven. The trumpet's going to sound. We're going to go up to see the Lord before the throne. Praise the Lord. But when the last trumpet sounds on Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets, the door is open and it allows access of the righteous into the kingdom of God. Yeah. Okay, that's Revelation 4, verse 1. Isaiah 57, 1 and 2, it tells us, that those people who are ready, who have got prepared, are going to enter into the peace of God. And while this earth has experienced the wrath and judgment of God, we're going to be up there enjoying heaven. So if you're going through trials right now, and you're struggling, and you're, you're, you're submitting to God's will in your life, and you're saying yes to His word, even when it hurts, and you're, you're in turmoil right now, and you're in pain right now, remember, your reward's coming.
1: That's
0: right. Amen. Because you're going to enter into the eternal rest of God and you're going to be in eternal bliss when everybody else down here hadn't submitted to the will of God. That's when their pain starts, honey. That's right. That's right. Amen. Oh, goodness. You know what? If God could time, take us through a time travel right now in the dimension of the Spirit and show us things to come in the tribulation period, I want to tell you something. Every one of you right here would get right with God. But you see, all I can do is stand up and preach to you. And you, in your mind, you don't have no concept about that day that's about to approach us. Right. I'm telling you, you need to get ready.
1: Amen.
0: I, w- I would preach more radically if I, had, if I could see what's going to happen. I can only read it in the Word of God. I'm just telling you, friend, we got to wake up. Hallelujah.
1: Amen.
0: <clears throat> now, Brother Mark's going to read Isaiah 26, 1 through 3. And before he does, let me explain something to you <clears throat> Isaiah 26 and 27. You have a sounding of a trumpet in Isaiah 26, that's the last trumpet that's the 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 Feast of Trumpets trumpet which calls the people up and announces the judgment to begin okay and then the 27th chapter of Isaiah there is another trumpet that is sounded it is called the great trumpet and I'll explain that to you in a little bit go ahead brother Mark read Isaiah 26 1
1: in that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah we have a strong city Salvation will God appoint for walls and bul- bulwarks. Oh, yes, okay. Open ye the gates. Open ye the gates. That the righteous nation which keepeth the yes. truth may enter yes. in. Listen, 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 listen.
0: Let the righteous nation that keepeth the truth come in. Oh, you've got to hear me, church. You don't understand how important the Word of God is to you. Yeah, I'm baptized in Jesus' name and I've got the Holy Ghost. But you don't understand how important it is for you to live holy before God and to walk in the truth. Because that is the people that's going to enter into the gates. I mean, there's people that are standing before God in Matthew 7 that said, Lord, did not we prophesy? And they're going to say, did not we cast out devils in your name? And did we not do many wonderful works? And the Lord says, Depart from me, ye that work rebellion, for I never knew you. See, you can have all these manifestations and do all this stuff, but if you're walking in rebellion to God's Word and His will, you're not going in. See, those that are going in, are those that are the righteous who keep His truth. How many of you love the truth today? You can't just have the knowledge of the truth. You've got to love the truth with all your heart if you're going to make it. Because your husband's going to fight you. Your wife's going to fight you. Your children's going to fight you. The world's going to fight you. You're going to have to have a love that's going to keep you going through everything. And your friends are going to turn away from the truth. And you're going to have to make a decision. Am I going to live for God or am I going to with my buddies? Come on, you've got to hear me today. You've got to love the truth. You've got to love it enough to get you through everything. Every attitude, every problem, every situation. Mm. Alright, brother. Did you finish it? <clears throat> okay, go ahead.
1: Thou will keep him in perfect peace. That will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed whose, on thee. Whose
0: mind is stayed on thee. Do you see that? Ooh, come on.
1: Because he trusteth in thee. Because he
0: trusteth in thee. Go ahead. That's it. Yeah, 19 through 21. Y'all see that? Okay. 19 through 21, listen to it. The same chapter, Isaiah 26, 19 through 21.
1: Thy dead men shall live. Thy dead men shall live. Together with my body.
0: Together with my body. Shall they arise. Shall they arise. Awake and sing. Wait, did you hear what he said? He said the dead men are going to arise with his body, the church that are alive. Go ahead. Awake and sing. Awake and sing. The awakening blast. Ye that dwell in dust. Ye that dwell in dust. For thy dew
1: is as the dew of herbs. For thy dew is the dew of herbs. And the earth shall cast out the dead.
0: The earth shall cast out the dead.
1: Come, my people. Come, my people. Listen. Enter thou into thy chambers.
0: Enter thou into thy chamber or thy pavilion. Do you see that? God is saying, come on, my people. Come on up here into your chambers. Go ahead.
1: And shut thy doors about thee.
0: And shut thy doors about thee. Go ahead.
1: Hide thyself as it were for a little moment.
0: Hide thyself as it were for a little long
1: until, the indignation, until the indignation
0: be overpassed the indignation is the tribulation period and God is telling his righteous ones to come on up in here enter into your wedding chamber you're my bride, I'm your bridegroom come on in here and you sit right here in this pavilion you sit right in here in this kupa, the honeymoon chamber until the time of indignation be overpassed the tribulation is going to come on the earth but the people of God are going to be in the chamber with God in heaven Is that it go ahead
1: for behold the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity
0: okay stop right there that's his second coming that's Yom Kippur he's coming back he's coming out of this chamber but to do what to punish the who the wicked those that didn't get ready all right go ahead
1: the earth also shall disclose her blood
0: the earth also shall disclose her blood
1: and shall no more cover her slain
0: and shall no more cover her slain alright you see that see what God is doing here this is the trumpet right here this 26 and 27 shows you the trumpets the trumpets of the rapture calling the people into the wedding chamber to be to be there with him during the time of tribulation period and then Isaiah 27 we're gonna see another trumpet that sounded that's his second coming to the earth when he's coming out of the chamber and he's going to judge the people hallelujah somebody say amen and also the dead are gonna rise When that trumpet sounds, not just the living, but the dead also that are in Christ, the dead in Christ, say in Christ. Christ. How did you get in Christ? How did you get in Christ? Passover, you repented, unleavened bread, you were baptized in Jesus name. First fruits, you arose to walk in newness of life. Pentecost, you received the Holy Ghost because you cannot experience the future trumpets if you haven't experienced these other feasts before them. So if you want to experience the Feast of Trumpets, if you want to go in the rapture, you've got to repent. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, and if you are, the rapture is going to cut. You're going to, hear the, you're going to hear the trumpet. I'm telling you, because you can't experience trumpets if you haven't experienced the other feast. Well, brother, I think I just got to accept Jesus as my personal Savior. You go right ahead and keep accepting him. You've got to get right with God. You've got to be born again. Alright, first Thessalonians four thirteen through uh, five in verse three. Listen to this. But before he reads it, first Thessalonians four is the rapture. First Thessalonians five is what happens after the rapture. It is called the day of the Lord. Okay? Go ahead, brother.
1: But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, praise the Lord. Concerning them which are asleep. Which are asleep. Ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Yes. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God will bring, God with, bring him. with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, by the word of the Lord. that we which are alive and remain unto we, the coming it, of the Lord. That
0: we which are alive and remain. Say it with me. Alive and remain. Now I know that's the, the ones that are alive. The rapture of the dead goes first and then we follow them. But you've got to remain in Christ to be in it. Go ahead.
1: Unto Ooh. the coming of the Lord unto shall the, not prevent them yes. which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall ascend from heaven with, with a, a shout. With a shout.
0: With an awakening blast.
1: Go ahead. With the voice of the archangel.
0: With the voice of the
1: archangel. Go ahead. And with the trump of God.
0: And with what? With the trump of God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, the dead in Christ and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Shall rise first. Then we, we which, which are alive and remain. Shall be caught, caught up together, together with him in, in the clouds to meet the Lord in to the meet air. The Lord.
0: So shall we ever be with the Lord. So the dead in Christ. How'd you get in Christ? Galatians 3.27. Know you not that as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So when you got baptized in Jesus' name, you put on Christ. And then when you got filled with the Holy Ghost, it was Christ in you. So now that you're in him and he's in you and you're ready, hallelujah, if you're living for it, he's going to take you out of this earth. You see the trumpet and the shouts? Come on. I don't know. Notice it says the trump of God. There's a difference. Because when the rapture takes place, it's the last trump and it's the trump of God. But Matthew 24, it talks about there's a trumpet that is sounded and it's going to gather the elect. The angels are going to go forth. Uh Uh-uh. Angels aren't going to sound that trumpet. That's the trump of God. He's going to shout. That's the trumpet. He's gonna shout and get us out of here. All right, I'll get Amen. The... Okay, so now, now that's 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 the redeemed. Those that are ready, those that are prepared for the trumpet. But there's another aspect to it that we said was what beginning of judgment. You see that? It announced the beginning of judgment. So the wicked are sealed for death. When he comes back to the earth, if you're not ready, you're gonna be judged. And you will not be saved. God said after the rapture of the church, the, judgment, the day of judgment begins. You haven't ever experienced anything in your life what's about to take place on this earth. Do you think the holocaust was bad? That's nothing to be compared with what's, hap- what's about to happen. And friend, I want to tell you something. It's not a thousand years down the road. It could be in the next year or two. It could be, the rapture could take place today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel 2 verses 1 and 11 says, The day of the Lord is days of trembling. People will be scared out of their minds. The Bible says in Zephaniah 1, 14 through 17, by the way, the minor prophet Zephaniah deals completely with the day of the Lord and the judgment of God. And it tells us there that the mighty men shall cry. Men that you never hear cry. Men, warriors, uh, in, as far as the physical military go, they never cry. Man, they face battle. They fought. And they never cry. But when they get in that time, they're going to cry like a baby. Jeremiah 30 and verse 4 through 7 talks about the, di- the day of the Lord. It's called, the, it's called Jacob's trouble. He says he sees a vision of men. He says they're doubled over in such great pain that they are in labor. It is like they are in labor. How many of you women know what it's like to give birth to a child? You know that kind of pain that you went through? Jeremiah scratches his head and said, I can't believe it, but it looks like a man's giving birth to a child. He's doubled over in so much pain and grief and agony and screaming and crying. It looks like he's giving birth to a baby. And the word there, when you study it in detail, it is, it is showing you that the labor pain is a labor pain that is not soothed by anesthetic. There is no anesthetic in the tribulation period other than Jesus Christ. And these people haven't gotten right with the Lord. So there is no relief. There is no mercy for them. There is, you've got to hear me. There is no grace for those who have rejected the Lord. It is unmitigated wrath. His cup is full. Listen. Pockets of judgments have come upon this earth throughout the history of man. But this time of tribulation is uh, the cup of God's wrath is complete and it is full. It, there is no mercy in it. It's just a total outpouring of His wrath and judgment upon the wicked. But to those who will, will believe and repent, then grace will come to them. But listen to me. Those who refuse to are going to experience the wrath of God. Look at Calvary. Look at what Jesus did. Look at His suffering. Look at His pain. All those things judgments trumpet judgments and bowls of wrath and hell itself was laid on him you want to see what tri- the tribulation period is going to look like read about the suffering of jesus christ on the cross because he experienced it all for you so that you wouldn't have to and isaiah's ju- the poor. Isaiah said he saw the Lord he saw him hanging on the cross and the Lord was giving birth Ah, the Lord was in travail the Lord was giving birth to something and out of his side flowed blood and water that's what happens when you give birth to a child blood and water come out at the same time Jesus travail that a child he literally was dying he was in labor there on the cross so that the church could be born, so there could be a people of God he went through it all for you so that you wouldn't have to be doubled over in the tribulation period in such pain and wrath and judgment. He did it for you. Amen. Oh, come on, somebody. If you, only, if you only knew how much God loved you, then you would say, well, why would He do all this then? Friend, He's done everything He possibly can to see you saved. You reject that. You don't have no answer. All, that way, all that's left is judgment, okay? Whew, my, my, my. Last trumpet. It also, it announces the wedding. Somebody say, Praise the, Lord. "Praise the Lord." When the Jews celebrated this feast, it was like a wedding ceremony for them. When that trumpet was sounded, it was the announcing of the wedding. Hallelujah! They looked to the future and they knew that the Lord was going to have a wedding. He was going to have a wedding day, and this trumpet right here was a trumpet that announced that the wedding's. Oh, yeah. Just read the book of Revelation. It's all in the feast. The feasts are all demonstrated in the book of Revelation. Revelation 4, verse 1, you see the rapture, the trumpet sound, the church is caught up. There he is. Guess who's on the throne? The king. And the king is crowned. Are you here? Amen. Okay, so what you have is you have an announcement of the wedding, you have a coronation of the king. When that happens, you enter seven days into a wedding chamber, just as all Jewish uh, marriages, and I'm not. I, I'm not going to get into all the steps today, but I'm going to show you this, so you'll understand the Feast of Trumpets. When the Rapture takes place, when the trumpet is sounded, every Jewish wedding ceremony, whenever that that man comes back, his wife, listen, a man goes to the father's to to the father of the bride. He pays the price. He enters into an agreement. He pays a price for his bride. Jesus did that. He went. The, the, he, he, this is the covenant, he said, in my blood. So what did that, that man would go. He sat down with the father of the bride. He said, I want to drink a cup with you. Because I want to marry your daughter. And so the would-be bridegroom sits down with the father, drinks the cup. Jesus drank the cup. He said, this is the cup of the New Testament, the new covenant. In my blood, which is shed for many. You hear? After he did that, he paid the price. Jesus went to the cross, died on the cross, paid the price for the bride. After that, he then the bridegroom goes and prepares a place for he and his bride, either adjacent to the Father's house or in the Father's house. John 14, Jesus said, In my Father's house are many dwelling places. Are you here? So that, and he said, I go to prepare a place for you. Are you here? Amen. So that right now, where he is he? He's up in heaven. He's prepared the place by his blood. Okay. After the place is prepared, after he goes back to the father's house and prepares the place, then after an undetermined amount of time, he will come back. And during that time where he's, he's sealed the cup, he drank the cup, and he's paid the price, and um, he's gone back and, and prepared the place, you know what the bride is supposed to be doing? Oh, uh, she sitting in her house, she said, I don't know when he's coming, but I got to get ready. I got to prepare myself. I got to get my garments straight. Amen. I got to arm them. I got to get the wrinkles out of my garments. And I got to be ready. I got to be listening for the shout. Amen. So that here he comes. The bridegroom comes back at an unexpected hour. Most of the time it happened in the midnight hour. And he would come back. And he would shout to his bride to be, Are you ready? And she had to be ready at every minute. She couldn't get ready. She had to be ready. And if she was ready, she just got up. I said, she got up. Amen. Praise the Lord. She walked out with a bridegroom. Whoa. Went back to the father's house. And guess how long she was there. She went in that pavilion in that bridal chamber in that honeymoon bedroom there called the Koopa. She sat in there with him for seven days. And then seven days later, here comes (laughs) now. Here comes the bridegroom with his bride. Walks out. Shows her off to the world. Says, This is my bride. Hallelujah. All the in laws and outlaws and everybody else are going to join in the great big old celebration. It's called the marriage supper of the land. Amen. That's what I'm getting ready for. I'm getting ready. I'm listening every day for the shout. He's going to say, Are you ready? Come up. And then you're going to walk in there for seven years and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Try. I want to ask you a question. What would it be like one day after the rapture? Put yourself there. <laughs> in, in, in glory. I'm talking about in glory. The people of God. Can you imagine? That's right. But if you're the people of God you've entered into the chamber and the time of indignation begins, man, you're going to be in there in glory. You're going to have glorified bodies. You're going to be in the presence of the King of kings and Lord of lords. You're his bride. He's your groom. Amen. But listen, not everyone will get ready. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah Well, Brother Mark's going to read Joel 2:15, and look at this. This is not the last trumpet that he's going to read about, which has to do with the rapture seven,, Okay, uh, with the rapture of the church, and then entered in there for seven years in the presence of the king. But this is the great trumpet. This is the one that sounded at his second coming to the earth. But listen to, listen to, the, to the way it tells us that he's going to come back at, that, at the sound of that trumpet. Go ahead, brother.
1: Blow the trumpet in Zion. Blow
0: the trumpet in Zion.
1: Sanctify, Sanctify a fast.
0: Sanctify a fast. Now listen, that is, you're moving into Yom Kippur because on the Day of Atonement, one day out of the year, they fasted for 25 hours getting themselves ready and repenting of their sins. That's Yom Kippur, all right? So he says, sound the trumpet, sanctify a fast. Again, Yom Kippur is fixing to take place. He's coming back after that seven years. Go ahead.
1: Call a solemn assembly.
0: Call a solemn assembly. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, 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 just keep reading, brother.
1: Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders... Gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of yeah. his chamber. And yeah. the bride come out is. of her closet.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what do you say? Let him go where? Fourth. Read it again. Okay.
1: Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children. Uh, oh, stop right there.
0: Well, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: And those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth out of his chamber.
0: Let the bridegroom go forth out of his chamber. Go ahead. And the bride out of her closet. Oh, and the bride out of her closet. Come on, come on. He's coming back with the bride. Don't tell me he's not coming back with the bride. He's coming back with the bride. Go ahead, go ahead. Let
1: the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch porch and the and the the altar.
0: So listen, on the Day of Atonement, the priests this is the only time that the priest goes in between the porch and the altar and weeps it's the day of atonement all the other days of the year he never ministers between the porch and the altar so what the Lord is trying to show you there's a fast that's taking place here there is a priest standing in between the porch and the altar and he's weeping that's Yom Kippur that's the day of atonement are you here? and the bridegroom and the bride are coming back with the Lord for the day of atonement Yom Kippur Go ahead. Lord. Spare
1: thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, mm-hmm. that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is their God?
0: Okay, awesome. Do you see that? You see the sounding of that trumpet? That moves beyond the last trumpet and moves to the great trump. Hallelujah. So that Jesus is going to fulfill the day of atonement when he comes back to the earth. He's going to cleanse the nation of Israel. Okay? Go ahead, Brother Martin. Matthew twenty, four, twenty nine, 29 and 31. Okay, he's going to read this to you. This is the trumpet, the great trumpet, not the trumpet for the rapture.
1: Immediately after the tribulation of those days... Ah, you see it?
0: Immediately after the tribulation of those days... Go ahead. Shall the sun be darkened... Shall the sun be darkened... And the moon... Sh- And the moon shall
1: not give her light and the stars shall fall from the heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall appear
0: the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. He's coming back after the tribulation. Go ahead.
1: And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels. Angels.
0: With a great sound of trumpet. Did you hear that? With a great sound of a trumpet. Go ahead, send his angels the great sound of trumpet. And they shall gather together
1: his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other.
0: You see that? Is that talking about the rapture of the church? No, that's the great trumpet, the the feast of Yom Kippur. And it has to do with the angels sounding and gathering his elect, talking about Israel, the four corners of the earth. Are you here? some people try to put the church right there we're not there we're not there that's the great trumpet angels not this see the difference the trump of God okay now okay praise the Lord well Isaiah 27 12 to 13 we showed you in Isaiah 26 the sounding of the trumpet for the church the last trump on uh, the feast of trumpets let's just call it that now Isaiah 27 shows you this same trumpet here that he read in Matthew 24 but it's the great trumpet at the end of the tribulation period go ahead brother. and it shall come to pass in that
1: day that the Lord shall beat off from the channel of the river unto the stream of Egypt and ye shall gather one by one oh ye children of Israel and it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown Ah. Did you hear that? <laughs> in that day it shall come to pass that a great trumpet shall be blown. Go ahead. And they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria and the outcasts in the land of Egypt and shall worship the Lord in the holy mount at Jerusalem. Woe to the crown of pride to the drunkards of Ephraim whose
0: glorious oh, that's, beauty... that's okay. Okay. You see what's happening there? This trumpet sounds. The Lord is coming back. That's Yom Kippur. Now... <clears throat> Let me show you. I don't have to, we're not going to have time to read all these verses to you today, but Isaiah 63, 1 through 6, we see the Lord coming back from Edom. It is, it is uh, the ancient city of Petra, Saudi Arabia. He is moving from that direction towards Israel. His garments are, are dyed in blood. He, it is a picture of him coming back as a high priest. Now the high priest entered into the sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, and he was invisible for a period of time. But on the day of atonement, after the sacrifice was made, he walked out and reappeared to the people so that the Lord is coming. When he comes back, he's fulfilling the types or the shadows of the feast. He's coming back as a priest here. His garments are dyed in blood.
1: Praise God.
0: Okay. All right. Now, Isaiah 52, 13 through 15, the Bible says when he's coming back, he's shouting. Do you have that or did I give that to you? No, it's okay. He... The Bible says He's going to come back and He's going to sprinkle the nations. That's what happens on the Day of Atonement. The high priest walks in there. He sprinkles the blood. Are you with me? He makes an atonement for the sins of the people so the sins can be covered. This is all a picture of Jesus and His second coming. What did I give you, Mike? What did I give you? Zechariah 14. Oh, that's the next one? Okay, that's the next one. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to run down through these now because I've covered a lot of these scriptures already. Micah 5.2. The Bible tells us, listen, that when the Lord comes back, He's going to minister in the name of the Lord. Now, we explained to you a few weeks ago on Wednesday night about the ineffable name of God, the unpronounceable name of God. They would not pronounce the name of God. Are you here? That's right. Amen. I've already put you out of sleep. Thank God. I hope not. I hope so, so The high priest only on the day of atonement and only the high priest pronounced the name of God. And Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, it tells us when the Lord comes back, He will minister in the name of the Lord. Right. You've got to hear that. Praise because God. He is the Lord. Right. Amen. Do you see it? Okay, Joel 2.15. The great trumpet is sounded. Fasting takes place. It's the day of atonement. Verse 17. Brother Mark read it. The only day the priest ministered between the porch and the altar was on the day of atonement. There they are. Do you see this? Matthew 24, 29. He is returning after the tribulation period. The great trumpet is sounded. And this is what happens. The door that was opened on the last trumpet when the rapture takes place. The door is still open. He's given people an opportunity to repent and get right and get ready. Amen. But when he comes back as the high priest on the day of atonement, if those people haven't gotten right by then, the door is closed. Shut. So when the great trumpet is sounded, even in Israel when they celebrate the feast, they would sound the great trumpet and the doors would close. you see this? Goodness. Isaiah 26 verse 2, the Rosh Hashanah trumpet is the last trumpet. Isaiah 27 1, 12 and 13 is the great trumpet of the coming of the Lord. Matthew 24 31, the gathering of the people. The elect, the sheep are gathered. Do you remember that? He goes into Matthew 25 and he says, there's a throne of his glory that's set up. And he gathers the sheep and the goats before him. And the sheep are those that have gotten ready. They are the righteous. They've gotten ready, but then the goats are also gathered there. So when those angels sound, there's a gathering. But it's not the elect of the church, it's the elect of Israel, the race of people. Are you here? Oh, come on, somebody.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: So the elect, the sheep, those who rejected are the goats. The gate is closed, they cannot become a believer at that time. It's over for them. Okay? Matthew, let's see, I already read that part. All right, it's also called the day of redemption. You remember that? See, before the last trumpet sounds, they would say to each other, may you be sealed in the book of life. The rapture's already taken place, so now when they talk to people in that tribulation, seven-year tribulation period, three years possibly before the church's rapture to a ten-year period of time, they are telling people, don't be sealed in the book of life. They are saying be sealed unto the day of redemption because that is right here, the day of atonement. Do you see that? Do you see that? Okay, it's also called the day of redemption. After the feast of trumpets, you would no longer say be inscribed in the book of life, but may you be sealed unto the day of redemption. When the Lord comes back at the end of the tribulation period, may you have been gotten yourself ready. May that you be sealed unto the day of redemption. And the only way you can be sealed on the day of redemption is by the Holy Ghost. So people in the tribulation period are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and they're also going to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the Book of Ephesians, Paul says that the Holy Ghost will seal you unto the day of redemption. See this? These preachers of the New Testament are going back and they're pulling and they're saying things that are related to the feast. That's why you've got to understand the feast to understand the Bible. Oh, praise the Lord. So when he comes back as the high priest, oh, he's coming back for Israel. Romans eleven twenty five. 25. It tells us that all Israel shall be saved. Not the whole nation, but those that believe. Because he's coming back. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise <laughs> the Lord. So there's going to be a cleansing for Israel. God's not through with the nation Israel. That's
1: right. Amen.
0: But when the rapture takes place, they're going to have only ten days to get ready. Because the door's going to be shut. Well, you can read about Zechariah 12, 9 through 14, 13 and 1. They look upon the one whom they pierced. They can't believe it. They think he's coming for the first time. He's already been and they crucified him. They said, Where'd you get these scars? He said, I received them in the house of my friends. Mm -hmm. You know who will nail you? The house of your friends. (laughs) Church people will nail you. Oh, I'm going on. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Somebody say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You think you get in the church is gonna be all wonderful all the way to glory? No, 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 no. You better you better make up your mind to love God no matter what happens to you. Amen. I Somebody offends you, you better say, Oh, I got my eyes on God. I'm gonna live for Him no matter what. Somebody hurts you, well, hey, my God is Jesus, not you. <clears throat> You're not gonna control my worship. Are you here? You're not gonna control my walk with God. Hallelujah. Well, after that, shortly thereafter, there's the Feast of Tabernacles. It's seven days in length. See how much? Okay. Zechariah 14, Brother Mark. The Feast of Tabernacles follows the Day of Atonement. Okay, go ahead. Behold,
1: the day of the Lord cometh. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh. And thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee.
0: And thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee.
1: For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. There's
0: a battle of Armageddon. Go and
1: ahead. the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, okay. and the women ravished, okay. and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord, then shall the Lord go forth yes. and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of the battle. Yes. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives. Not right where he left which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst of thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great yes. valley, yes. and half of the mountains shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. And ye shall flee, flee to the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Azel. Yea, ye shall flee, like as ye fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints of thee. And it shall come to pass in that day that the light shall not be clear nor dark. But it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be light. And it shall be in that day the living waters shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them toward the former sea and half of them toward the hinder sea in the summer and in the winter it shall be and the Lord shall be king over all the earth in that the day shall there be one Lord in his name one
0: all right so y'all see the coming of the Lord there right <clears throat> look at verse 19 let me read this to you this shall be the punishment Of Egypt and the punishment of all nations that come not up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. You see that? So he's come back, he set up his throne, one Lord, one name. What do you call him? You call him Father? Well, that's all right, but what's his name? One Lord, and his name one. And the Bible says it's the Feast of Tabernacles. So that in the kingdom age, the thousand year reign of Christ, they're going to have to go up. Those that are left behind, the sheep that were left behind that give birth to children, they're going to have to go up to Israel. They're going to have to worship Him in the beauty of holiness. If they don't go up and worship Him, God said, I'm not going to send rain on you. I'm going to send judgment. I'm going to withhold the rain over Egypt. They've got to go up and they've got to worship. Now listen to me. What I don't understand is this is the kingdom age. Why wouldn't you want to go worship God? Well, this you can't blame the devil then because the Bible says that he's bound in the bottomless pit. So, who are you going to blame then? Who are they going to blame then? It's a perfect environment. The king's on the earth, the devil's been bound. They can't say the devil made me do it or the devil kept me from this. You know why God puts him in the bottomless pit for that thousand years? So people can't blame the devil for their sin. Amen. God's going to show you that even in the kingdom age in a perfect environment when He's on the earth you're still your old sin nature is going to rebel against Him.
1: That's right. Amen.
0: Come on. You don't need any help from the devil.
1: That's right.
0: People in the world don't have any they don't need any help from the devil not to worship God. Amen. Well brother if my environment was different oh that's another message but I then I could live for God. Yeah get yourself prayed through. That's going to be a perfect environment people are still not going to live for god they're still not right. going to obey him
1: that's right
0: man the nature of man is so evil and so wicked
1: that's right amen
0: do you see it? it's the feast of tabernacles i just read it to you right there okay let me get into this dechariah 12:10. The, the bible tells us the spirit of God is gonna be poured out the spirit of god's gonna be poured out we're getting the holy ghost right now but listen god has a covenant that he's made with israel it's called the new covenant and the new covenant is going to be fulfilled in the kingdom age for Israel. And he's going to put their, uh, his spirit inside of them in the kingdom age. Praise the Lord. Are you here?
1: Amen.
0: There's called the, the former reign and the latter reign. Associated with his first coming. Associated with his second coming.
1: Praise God. Okay. Praise the
0: Lord. I'll let you think about that one. <clears throat> Somebody say amen. Amen. Kingdom age. Matthew seventeen four. You remember this? And I'm almost through. But do you remember Peter James and John take being taken with the Lord up into a mountain on the seventh? day? Say the seventh day. The seventh day. On the seventh day, the Lord takes Peter James and John. And they sit there just a little bit below the mountain there, and He walks up into the mountain. The Bible says He is transfigured before them, and Moses and Elijah appear with the Lord there, and He's in His body's transfigured and. J- uh, Peter, James and John see it. That's right. He took them but you know what he told them before he went up there? He said some of you will not die until you see the kingdom.
1: That's right. Amen.
0: So what he's showing them is a preview of the kingdom age. He walks up in the mountain of the Lord. Oh. Praise the Lord. He's, he's in his glory transfigured. Moses and Elijah is there in their glory. The laws and the prophets are with him. That's right. Peter, James and John, living saints. In physical bodies at the foot of the mountain and you know what when peter says sees it you know what he says hey hey, hey let's build us three what tabernacles one for you one for moses and one for elijah because what i'm seeing right now is a kingdom age i'm seeing a preview of the kingdom age will you have glorified the glorified lord <clears throat> You've got saints in resurrected body. And you've got the, the church, Peter, James, and John, at the foot of the mountain in physical bodies. Are you with me? They're a type of the kingdom age. Kingdom age saints. And they said, hey, this is the tabernacle time. Oh, you've got God's work. And guess what? It's on the seventh day. In case you don't realize it. We are about to end 6,000 years of man's history. The beginning of the seventh day is about to start, which means the day of the Lord is at hand. We are very close. So let me explain. There's been 4,000 years from Adam to Christ. There's been almost 2,000 years from Christ to us. And when you get at the end of 6,000 years, the, se- the beginning of the seventh day starts. And that's the kingdom age. And the Lord said, come on up here after six days. Come on up here. And on the seventh day, you're going to see the kingdom. How many of y'all going to get ready? How many of y'all going to get ready? You're in the time frame right now to get ready. How many of y'all are going to repent? Acts 2.38 says, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, and Pentecost. And if you do that, are you you here with me? Well, the Bible tells us, Revelation 20, we have the time frame is given. Zechariah 14, 9 says, in that day there'll be one Lord in his name, one, what is his name? Jesus. And that day is a thousand-year day. We get Revelation twenty gives it to us. I believe six or seven times it tells you exactly how long it is. Are you with me? Amen. Oh, I'm having fun now. Whew, seventh month, seventh day of the Lord is the seventh month they observed it. It pours over into the seventh day, which is the seven thousand. You're the beginning of it. We're going to see the kingdom age. Mm. Yeah, don't let the devil come and tell you we've got a thousand years. Don't let him come to you and even tell you you've got a hundred years. Uh-oh, how? How, how? how could we? Amen. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Well, it's, they sit in these little booths, these little tabernacles, and they, they, they're remembering how God delivered them from Egypt, you know, and they're reminded of a bountiful harvest that's come in. Goodness. And then the Bible says the eighth day, following the seventh day, there's going to be the eighth day. It's going to be a holy convocation to the Lord. Are you, oh goodness, aren't you glad you're here this morning? So the seventh day is the kingdom age. But you go into the eighth day and the number eight is the number of new beginnings. And the Bible says there's going to be a time where there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. (laughs) The feast of tabernacle is one of the most joyous occasions. It's a time of celebration. It's a time of rejoicing. It's a time of shouting. It's a time of victory because the king has come back. And it's gonna carry all the way into the new heavens and the new earth. Right. Praise the Lord. So you see, in those feasts we have everything, every plan, every pattern, every purpose of God is down right there in the feast. And I've just scratched the surface. You need to get it. You need to study it for yourself and find out. Because the more you find out about this, the more awesome your God becomes to you. And the more awesome your relationship to Him becomes to you. And the more awesome your understanding of being ready. Amen. Be ready for that. And let me tell you, everybody can be. You with me? Everybody, there's no reason why anybody has to be left behind. No soul in Odessa, no soul in the United States, no soul in the world has to be left behind. That's
1: right.
0: Everybody can be, but they won't be. Amen. Are you here? Yes. Well, I did my best. But let me show you. None could partake of tabernacles without Pentecost, and none could partake of Pentecost without Passover. So you've got to have the full plan of salvation. Amen? Amen? It's more than accepting the Lord. It's being born again. Or you get to. Yes. Yes.
1: That's right. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, <laughs> praise God. I've got a little time, so I'm going to finish Leviticus. Y'all hang in here with me? Yes. Okay, let's, let's finish Leviticus. I went through the feast. Does this bless you? Has this been a blessing to you? Amen. <laughs> Let me get over here. I'm going to finish the book of Leviticus because next week, I feel the Lord is leading me to begin the prophet Ezekiel. <laughs> We're going to have church.
1: <laughs> Praise the Lord.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to finish the book today, Leviticus 24, but I'm not going to read a lot of verses. I'm just going to go and give you, give you something to study. Okay? I'm not going to give you all the details, but you follow, follow the feast of Leviticus 24. You see a, the, the Bible says that there's a lampstand there that's to be lit continually. It's to be lit and continually. This is associated with what I just showed, showed you. Because Israel in the time of the church age is in darkness because they're blind. But the church has become the light of the world. And we have the Spirit of God in us. He is the true light. We are a reflection of that light. And while they're in darkness right now, we are lighted to the world. So there's still a light burning even in the dark time. Are you here? But there's coming a day that Israel, at, listen to me. After the day of Yom Kippur, Israel is going to shine again because the Bible says, God says, Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. So Israel is going to shine in the future. That's why, you know, God just pulls out one couple pieces of furniture here and puts it right there. He don't deal with the whole tabernacle, just one piece. And then he goes to the table to showbread, which is showing us that right now that we have the bread of God. Somebody say, we have the bread of God. The church has the bread of God. This represents his people. Twelve loaves represent the twelve tribes of Israel, which tells me this, that even though they're in darkness right now, someday they're going to turn back to the Lord and they will be his people. He's not through with them. You see how it's associated? Okay, let's keep on moving here. Then you go on in the 24th chapter and you you read about a man who blasphemes the name of the Lord. So what you see here is you see that Israel, when Messiah come, he came in the name of the Lord. He is the Lord. And we see that when he came, his people, Israel, blasphemed the name of the Lord. They rejected the name of the Lord, therefore bringing judgment or the curse upon them. Do you see this? Okay. Well, you have to read it. How many of y'all read your Bible? (laughs) You'll have to read it. I'm just giving you some things to think about here. Okay? <laughs> but it is not a permanent situation. Even though they rejected the Messiah up to this point, it's not permanent. They're going to turn to Him. They're going to believe. They're going to see that, hey, He is the one. We've already gone over that. Chapter 25. It gets into the Sabbath again. Say the Sabbath. Sabbath. The seventh day. This chapter is the beginning of the kingdom age. It is the seventh day. Uh, Thousandth year of man's history. That's what it's pointing to. Okay? And then you get into the year of Jubilee. And the year of Jubilee is the same thing. It's going to ultimately be fulfilled in the future with the coming of the Lord to the earth and setting up. It's going to be a time of return, a time of restoration, a time... Oh! So that you have the seventh day. Look, the Sabbath. You see it? You see this? Jubilee? 50,000. And the 50,000th year is the year of Jubilee? Oh. All I can tell you is, I'm showing you tip, type here, that typically these days could represent 7,000 years. Now, I'm not getting too heavy here, but 42,000 years, the sixth day, of man's closed day, then 7,000 years, of the future Sabbath day, it's 49,000 years. The, day, the, the year following, that's the 50,000th year. That brings you into Jubilee. You see this? I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> it's a possibility. I'm just telling you, there's awesome days ahead for the people of God. Amen. And I know right now it's a struggle. And I know there's trials. And I know there's battles. But hang on. Because there's a better day coming. <laughs> I mean, we're enjoying it right now. We've got it spiritually right now. All right, OK, so anyway, let's just go on here. in Isaiah chapter 20 I mean, Leviticus chapter 26, we see the blessings upon Israel for their obedience. How many of you know if you serve the Lord and obey him, you get blessed? Amen. And then he turns around and he says, "This is the curses on disobedience. When you disobey, you get curses. OK. we don't have to worry about how we live just get saved don't worry about anything just live like the devil if you want to and get the blessings of God too. you, to, you know? it's not what the word of God teaches church <laughs> okay quickly finally God says this in verse 24 then will I also walk contrary unto you and punish you yet seven times for your sins you walk contrary to me God says I walk contrary to you and I'll punish you seven times for your sins seven times is a time is a year So, when you say seven times, you're saying seven years. So, God has already shown you again. Dispensationally, this is a picture of Israel being a seven year tribulation period. You see it? Okay. And then at the end of Leviticus 26, we see Israel repents in verse 41. It ends with, with the promise of restoration of Israel in that chapter. And then chapter 27. Well,. What is it talking about? It talks about all these things that are dedicated to God. His land, His house. Oh, are you here? His tithe. All of it. Say dedicated dedicated things. So that the Lord says, Well, if you need it and you dedicated it to me, This is my favorite chapter, of the whole Bible. <clears throat> favorite chapter of all preachers. Listen to me. It's supposed to be a dedicated thing, and it's supposed to be holy unto the Lord. If you keep it, he said, "Okay, go ahead." But when you bring the uh, when you evaluate what it's worth, bring twenty more percent with it. somebody say praise the lord <laughs> that's why some people are in a lot of trouble they're in a lot of trouble financially you know why because things that are dedicated and are supposed to be holy unto the lord they're keeping for themselves and god said okay well if you need it yeah go ahead but then when you bring it back you got to bring 24 20 more percent with you are you here today amen. there are those that are blessed and there are those that are struggling somebody say amen amen Now, if you faithfully obey the Word of God, eventually God's going to take care of it. It might not be that way right now, but eventually it will. So what that chapter, Well, let me just bring it down to you in a nutshell, what it means is this, is that ultimately God will get everything that is His. That's
1: right. right. Amen. Amen.
0: And that's the book of Leviticus. Like it or not, love it or not, that's the book of Leviticus we are to be a holy people holy in our house holy on our jobs holy in every way holy priesthood holy feast it's all about holy 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 dedicated committed serving the Lord living for him and blessing 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 just comes your way I had so much fun preaching this he's an awesome God How many of y'all want to get ready? I want to tell you something. You're no different from anybody else. If you find yourself in the world right now and you're not born again, you're no different than what we used to be. We're not better than you are. We're not. All we've happened to do is say, Hey, we believe what you said in your word, God. And we've just gotten ready. We've repented. We've been baptized in Jesus' name. We've been filled with the Spirit of God. It wasn't our own goodness. It was the grace of God. It was the goodness of God that did this. So we're not better than you, but we are telling you that just as we've gotten ready, you have to get ready. And if you don't get ready, you'll be left behind, and eventually you'll be lost. But if you get ready, you've got an awesome day ahead of you. And I don't care how bad it gets, I don't know how much trouble you go through, remember this. This is the only hell that the Christian will ever have. Are you here?